This is episode number 140 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. This is episode number 140, and on this session, I'm going to help you make Zoom sessions a little bit more fun and interactive. I've got seven icebreaker activities that you can use on Zoom meetings to get participants to interact with each other more effectively. By the way, the podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. For those of you who have been listening for a while, pre-COVID anyway, I, I, I prior to COVID hitting, you know, I typically start off the podcast by spending a few seconds just letting you know what cities we would be conducting our Fearless Presentations classes in, in in the upcoming weeks. And so for the first time, actually, this is the second time because I did it last week as well, um, we we uh, have opened back up our in-person seminars and classes. So those of you who have been kind of requesting these, you know, we finally gotten to a part where point where we can open those back up. The first one in Dallas is now full. So if you were, if you're like, oh man, I can't wait for them to get back to Dallas. Yeah, well, too late <laughs> because we actually had a we actually had quite a few folks that were already pre-registered for that one from uh, the last Dallas class. So it's it's full, but we are um, really excited about that. By the way. Um, we've got classes coming up, though, in Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, Orlando. And if I didn't call out your city, we still have, I think we've got one or two seats left in the virtual class that's coming up in October. So that's like three weeks away. So if you're interested in getting some additional training and public speaking, it's a good time to do it. Uh, they, we still have a couple of seats left there. And by the way, when when COVID first hit, since we had a lot of people who were stuck at home and and some of us at that time had some additional time on our hands uh, to do training. So what we did was back then we cut the price of our online course library to just $59. So instead of charging people for every uh, one of the, the mini courses or for the, the online course, we basically were just charging a, a $59 fee and you get access to all of them. Um, we're going to keep that price open for another few weeks. Um, I, I mentioned last week that we'd be do, doing it for about a month or so. So about three weeks left on that. So if you've ever wanted to just test this out and try something that we're doing, then uh, make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com. Look for that $59 uh, online session fee because that gives you access to our entire library and for a very, very low amount. So we're going to keep that open for just a little bit longer. For details, just go to uh, fearlesspresentations.com. You can either register for our classes or get information about the online courses as well. All right, so let's get on with today's topic. All right, so the topic today is a few Zoom icebreakers for basically for trainers who, who are doing virtual training. Uh, now, if you're, if you're not a trainer, if you don't teach classes, then obviously icebreakers aren't really as important for you. But if, you have a, if you're doing team meetings and every once in a while you want to do something a little different, these things can be helpful for you as well. But if you happen to be a trainer, this is important because a lot of times these, these Zoom meetings, they can get really, uh, you know, they can get boring. They can get, um, you know, pretty challenging. 
challenging to get people to interact. Just in the last few weeks, I've seen some personal kind of things where I was on somebody else's Zoom call or I was a guest speaker on somebody else's Zoom call. And I had the um, the, the person who was actually leading the Zoom meeting would say things like, um, hey, okay, everybody turn their microphones off now and stuff like that. I, I, man, that can be really challenging because anytime that it's just a single person speaking, it's just like a recording. It's not, you're losing the value of having uh, an interactive meeting. So we're going to show you how to kind of get, get out of that, break out of that, those kind of challenges with a few of these icebreakers. So if you're looking for a few Zoom icebreakers for your training sessions, or if you're a facilitator, then these seven activities can, can, be used very easily to help start your Zoom meeting and, and get them off, get your meeting off on the right foot. I, I, I'll give you kind of the story behind this. I was actually leading a, a session um, just, it was earlier in the week anyway. And the, the entire group at the end of this meeting that we did, that I was leading, the entire group was commenting about how different that session was from the typical Zoom meeting. And after all of the pleasantries, you know, I said bye to everyone and, and ended the meeting. And within seconds, my phone was ringing. And it was the learning and development manager from the company that I just taught the event for. And, uh, and he'd also been on the training session. And of course, he thanked me again. And he said, hey, man, is there any way you could create a series of icebreakers like the one that you used at the beginning of the the meeting. And I have to admit, I was, I was a little surprised because um, it, it, it's the first time I'd ever gotten a request like that. And I was really unsure of exactly what he was asking me to do. So I wasn't sure if he wanted me to do like a train the trainer session or if he was just looking for ideas. So, and I guess he sensed my hesitation. So he clarified, he said, over the last few months, we've had to switch our entire learning curriculum over to virtual sessions. And most of the sessions from what he was telling me were pretty one-sided. And, and he, he basically said, hey, I watched how you got everyone involved in your session so quickly. Do you think you can create a series of kind of starter activities to help my trainers make some of the less interactive sessions a little bit more interesting? And that discussion actually planted a, an idea for this particular session, for this for this. Um, for, for this curriculum anyway. And so basically what I'm going to cover here is a few Zoom icebreakers for these types of virtual sessions. And by the way, these are just a few of the ones that we use and they're, and they're fairly easy to kind of pick up on. But if you're, like I said, if you are interested, just connect with me on LinkedIn, go to fearlesspresentations.com, uh, fill out a web form and, and we can get you some, uh, some more of these if you're, if you're into it. Um, before I kind of introduce the icebreakers. So let me cover a few ideas that will make your virtual training a little bit more interesting. The first really big tip is that the more you as the trainer talk, the less interesting the training will actually be. The more you get the group to talk, the more they're going to like it. So if you understand that concept, most of us do that. Most of us who have te who are teachers or trainers, we tend to to kind of know that instinctively when we're up in front of a, a a physical group when we're in 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 person. However, on Zoom, it's a little bit more challenging, or on these virtual meetings, a little bit more challenging. So, but if you keep that in mind, it makes the it, it'll it'll make some of these things a little bit more interesting for you, easier to to apply in the real world. The second one is that individuals are more likely to participate or talk if they're in smaller groups, right? And if they're in a smaller group, they're more likely to say something than if they're in a group of 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 or 50 or 100, right? So as a result, I will often start 
discussions by using the Zoom breakout rooms. It's one of the really cool things that Zoom does, allows you to do breakout rooms. You give the big group an assignment, then divide them into smaller breakout rooms. And then after a short time, you bring them back together and ask them what they discussed. And the whatever happened in the small group, you get them to tell you a report. Um, and then finally, the third thing is that if you can incorporate a friendly competition of some type into your session, you can add some additional fun to the to the meeting. So those three things, you know, get them to talk more, you talk less, um, get them to communicate and or use your breakout rooms to get them to interact more, and then you add some type of, of competition in there. And so each of these ideas I'm going to share with you over the next couple of minutes are, are things that get all three of those things occurring at the same time. So so the first tip, the first thing that you can do as kind of an icebreaker is to create kind of a mini team or a discussion group. So, um, and this is one of the easiest icebreakers, by the way, uh, is to just kind of create, divide them into breakout rooms and say, hey, this is going to be your team, right? So basically all you have as the facilitator has to do is just need to give the group a reason to participate, give them something that will cause them to want to interact with each other. So this could be a reward. It could be a penalty. Penalty. Um, by the way, the reward or penalty doesn't have to be anything big. Pride is a is a pretty big motivator. So here's an example of how you could use this in a, in a meeting. You could say something like, "Hey, everybody, the most important part of this process is making sure that you use it outside of the session. So I'm going to break you into teams, and in, in that team, I want you to kind of discuss how to put these ideas into practice in in the quote unquote real world. Since since you'll be interacting with your team quite a bit today, uh, I'm going to give you a moment to get to know them a little bit better. So you're going to have four minutes to introduce yourself to your team." So during that time, though, we also want you to come up with a team name and, and, and a team spokesperson. So make sure your team name is really unique. It's not offensive, right? For the four, when the four minutes are up, though, I'm going to judge the best and the worst team name. The team with the best name is going to go last in the first discussion that we have. And then the team with the worst name is going to go first. So again, like I said, if, if, if the group thinks that it's a competition, they're going to put more effort into the activity. If you just say, hey, come up with a team name, uh, you know, most will just kind of go through the motions. The activity won't be very interactive. So give them, give them a goal or give them a reason to participate with each other. So the second activity that can be pretty fun and actually fairly funny too, depending on the, the, the group, it's a variation of this, but it's where um, you create a team virtual background as, a, as an icebreaker. So it's, it's, so it's a variation of the team name, just like what we did in the, in the previous one, but, it also, but you also have them create a custom virtual background. And, and by the way, this is a fast way to get the group to do the, the, what, what um, trainers will call the team forming activity. You know, you're actually getting them to see themselves as a, as a, co a cohesive team and think more creatively. So if you aren't familiar with, with Zoom, uh, it, it allows you to upload an image as a virtual background. And this can be pretty fun, and, and often it's pretty funny as well, if, if you have the right atmosphere anyway. So these are some rules that you can give them, though, to make sure that they all participate. So one of the, thing, one of the rules could be, um, okay, so you need to come up with a team name that starts with your breakout room number. That, makes, that, that lets you know which team is which. You know? So a lot of times Zoom will give you breakout room number one, number two, number three, number four. And so team one would need to incorporate one into their team name. Um, 
So like, like one in a million or something like that. Right. Um, you basically just get, let them get creative. Another rule might be that all team members must participate. So whoever is creating the background needs to share his or her screen so that the rest of the team can verbally help. If you don't give them that instruction, then you'll typically just get one person that's actually doing it and everybody else kind of sees it after it's done and they're not really doing anything. They're not really interacting. So, so um, you'll want to teach them or show them how to share their screen and, and that kind of thing. Then tell them that they can use the zoom whiteboard, which is built right into zoom. They can use Canva PowerPoint uh, Jamboard, or really any other image creator software to, to create the background. But um, each team, but then also tell them that each team member will need to have the image uploaded as a virtual background within the time limit. So whatever time limit you give them, they have to have, every one of the team members has to have access to that. So they're either going to have to share it with each other or on a, on a cloud drive or send it to each other via email or something, right? Something where they can actually all get that same image. And then they also must be able to see, we as the as the people who are watching them have have to be able to see both the team name and the team number when they use it as a background so they have to make sure that the items that the you know the team name is kind of around the edges they're not 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 covered up by the person's body if it's a background right and then give them a time limit you got 8 minutes and then typically, by the way, it takes them, you know, five minutes or so to create something like this. However, sometimes it takes them time to agree on what software to use and that kind of thing. So I would give them, you know, eight minutes, 10 minutes max, probably. Um, just as with the team name, if you give them the reward or a penalty, then you'll typically get better backgrounds, right? So it typically works a little bit better. So a third icebreaker that you can use is make it kind of a virtual networking session. So, uh, and by the way, this is a fun way to create teams uh, is to start with a virtual networking session. I typically divide the group into pairs. So it typically works better. And then I have them introduce themselves to their partner in the breakout room. So basically if there's 12 people, I'll do six breakout rooms and there'll be two people in each one, right? So, uh, or if there's 24 people, I'm going to create 12 breakout rooms and basically give them instructions and then just to open the room. So it's pretty quick and easy. After the designated two or three minutes, you know, I'll give them two or three minutes to, to chat with each other, close down the rooms and then have them return to the main session so that everybody's back into the, the, the same room. Then tell them that, um, that you're creating discussion groups or teams, uh, depending on what type of training that you're doing or what type of meeting that you're doing. And, and the teams of the discussion groups will actually include both you and your partner and another couple of sets of partners. So this is going to make a group of six people. So there'll be two, two, three sets of partners that will make a, a, a team of six. The catch though is that when they get into their new group, when you create that new team that has six people in it, then they each have to introduce their partner using only information that their partner gave them in the previous three minutes. Right. And then I, I typically will say something kind of smart alecky at that point to so say, hopefully you were paying attention, right? That kind of thing. Uh, and then give them about five minutes to do the activity. And so, so basically you could say something like, Hey, you only have five minutes total. So once you enter the breakout room, make sure to volunteer quickly and introduce your partner. And then you, uh, to, to kind of create the teams, you just recreate the breakout rooms in zoom 
and hit the by you just basically hit the the breakout room button again and then scroll down to the bottom of the list so keep the breakout rooms the way that they were assigned in pairs but then when you scroll down to the bottom of the list go down to the last group and as you do you'll see the, uh, like if you as you highlight each person's name in that list you'll see that it has the option to reassign them to a, a different room so the last two people on the list you just assign them both to team number 1 go up to, you know, once, once you assign them to the room, they're going to disappear. They're going to move up uh, in the, in the list and, and then do the same thing with the next pair. And so now you've got team one that has six people in it, do the same thing with team two and team three and team four until you, till you um, run out of team members. By the way, if your team isn't divisible by six, right, you just want to make a team of four, make a team of eight. For instance, just to make it easy, let's say you got 10 people total, you can make one team of six, one team of four, still works out really well. Or if you've got uh, a team of 12, uh, or sorry, a team of 14, if you got a team of 14, you'd make one with six and one with eight, you know, so, or you could do one with six and two with four. It doesn't really matter as long as they're, as long as they're in in a group bigger than just the the pair that they started out with. Another really cool icebreaker is to have a, a game show of some type, like Jeopardy or some other type of of game that they can play. So fun game shows can be they can be um, interesting and interactive as as both an opening or a closing. So if you're teaching something that is a continuation of a prior lesson, you can use this as a review right at the beginning of your session. Or if you want to test the retention at the end of your session, you can use it as a closing activity. Um, and, and by the way, they're real easy to create. Basically, just open up Google Slides or PowerPoint, and and you basically just print a single answer, not a question, right? Because it's Jeopardy, right? Print a single, a big answer on each one of the slides. And and then once your game boards are created, you just kind of start the slideshow and share your screen. So it's really easy. Uh, and then you use the chat in Zoom as your quote unquote buzzer, right? So you, you set up the teams or you can make it every person for him or herself, that kind of thing. For a more formal game, by the way, there are Jeopardy templates online. In fact, I'll link to one in the show notes that's really effective. It's one that you can actually play the full game. Um, if you do, I mean, you basically have a couple of choices. You can either, you can, on how you want to play the game, you can give points to the first person who types the correct answer into chat. I don't find that as much fun, though. I, I find it more interactive if you have them type something like the word buzz or some kind of key keyword that lets you know that they're ready. Uh, and and then they answer via, uh, they do that by via chat, and then they answer verbally. Then call, you know, so you call on that the first person to type that word into uh, into chat and then have them answer verbally. That way it's a little bit more interactive. Um, so these are some sample rules that you can use. Um, like for instance, you can say something like, hey, you must wait until I finish reading the entire answer before buzzing in or question if you're doing questions. Um, after I call on you, you must give your response in the form of a question, right? Uh, if you answer incorrectly, the buzzer will start again and anyone else can steal, um, the, but the person who answered incorrectly can't answer again. An incorrect answer gives minus points to the person who answered it. Um, you have to keep your own score. <laughs> That's pretty important. Uh, and then the, the person who has the highest score at the end of the game gets blank, whatever it is, a gift card or something, right? 
So basically just some simple rules, make it a little bit easier and fun. Um, by the way, Zoom icebreakers like this, they work best if you kind of joke around a little, you razz the participants uh, a little bit. So if you, if you as the MC are having fun, then they're likely going to have fun as well. You know, like for instance, if one, one participant is 10th, every time that the 10th the person to type in buzz over and over and over again, call attention to it. Uh, you can say something like, yeah, I think Bob still hasn't figured out that he can just type buzz into chat again uh, ahead of time and then just hit enter. And then, and then when Bob wins a buzz in that, wait, wait, were you trying to answer? Were you trying to buzz in for the last question? You know? Yeah. So if you, if you razz them a little bit, it can actually make it a little bit more fun and funny, but you know, have some fun. If you have fun, they're going to have fun as well. One of the icebreakers, if you if it's really important for you to build teamwork, so if you're doing some type of training where people are going to be working together for an extended period of time, or you really want to build rapport uh, among the people that are on the that are in the teams, you know. So obviously, if you're doing something for a big company or a big corporation, and the people who are on the the training session never interact with each other, they may never see each other again. This one's not going to work nearly as well. However, if if these are folks that work together on a continual basis and you want them to really build that rapport, then um, this activity can work really well. So basically, it's called Zoom Nicknames. And what you do is you assign the group to breakout room pairs, just like you did in some of the other activities. But then you give them a few minutes to tell each other a story from their childhood. So after each person tells his or her story, then the partner now creates a nickname for that person based on the story. So the person can then add the nickname, the person who told the story now adds a nickname into the middle of his or her Zoom display name. So, um, so it, it would be kind of like the person's boxing name or, or mixed martial art name, you know, that kind of thing, right? For instance, if I told a story about stealing um, money or some change from my dad when I was little, my partner would create a nickname for me, you know, so mine might be Bandit. So, so I would change my Zoom name to Doug the Bandit Standard, right? The facilitator can pick a couple of the more interesting nicknames and have those people kind of tell their stories to the to the main group if it if it's appropriate, right? But the key thing though is that you can tie this activity into your lesson or training by just changing the topic of the story. So for instance, for instance, instead of doing a childhood incident, let's say you're doing a safety training session. So the story topic could be a time that you accidentally hurt yourself. Or if you're teaching accounting, you could um, you can make the topic uh, uh, that time a um, that I regretted spending all that money, right? <laughs> that time that man, I wish I hadn't have spent that money, right? The key is to create a topic that everyone can easily come up with a story about. So um, you know, it could be something like you know that time I ate or drank too much, or the worst date I ever went on, or I wish I had read the fine print, you know, or something. But if you think about your topic or what you're going to be covering in the the session and make the make the topic of this this simple story uh, part of make it associated with that, then um, it, it there's a there's an easier way to kind of mesh the activity in. And then a lot of times the nicknames that they come up with are pretty fun and funny. So it can create a, a pretty good opener for your for your training session. So another good opener, another good icebreaker is what's what we like to call community life motto. <laughs> the 
icebreakers. So um, and I know it sounds kind of weird, but basically it, it's similar to the nickname one, but you give the group an assignment to remember a situation where things just didn't go as well as what they wanted. So like a life lesson or a lesson learned, that kind of thing, moral of the story. And as the facilitator, um, you, you, you'll want to give them an example, by the way, because if you just kind of throw that out there, a lot of times they'll have trouble thinking of one. But um, it could be a time you missed a deadline, you made a mistake, you rushed to a project, you know, give them a, a quick minute or so. Um, to to kind of think about it and and give them an example that you know last about a minute or two and and, and it'll work pretty well. So for instance, um, let's say that I were um, I a good example for me would be a couple of years ago, about a year and a half or so ago. I, a friend of mine worked uh, for a company that got bought out by a competitor. Um, so as a result, he, he got laid off. He actually got bought out, but I mean, he, he got a, he, he got a package to kind of retire early, which was kind of cool. But, uh, but since he got laid off and, and since I knew him for years, I knew that he was a highly qualified sales manager. I mean, he had, he was at the top of his game in that industry for, for quite a few years. And since he got laid off so quickly, he didn't really have a, a job lined up. So seeing an opportunity, I hired him as my VP of sales. For, for my company. Now, within a couple of months, though, I realized that his previous industry, which was the healthcare industry, and the training industry, the industry that I'm in, are two totally different sales processes. And he wasn't in the least bit qualified for what I had hired him to do. And for a while, we kind of struggled and and um, kind of um, butted heads a little bit. But uh, eventually, I had to actually I didn't actually fire him. But I mean, but eventually, he kind of moved on. But that that tension that we had there for that couple of months that he was with me, it, it you know our friendship hasn't been the same since, right? So basically, by me telling a story about like that, um, it 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 kind of shows that, you know, Hey, if you're, if you are going to be hiring somebody, right. Don't hire a friend, right. Uh, that kind of thing. So it gives it like a, a life lesson or a lesson learned uh, is, is how you would kind of end that. So then after you give them uh, an idea or give them an example, you want to spot check the group to make sure that they could come up with an example or a story that's fairly close, right? So an idea, a story that they could tell, then assign them each the breakout room. I would say you could do it in pairs or if for this one, maybe four people would work really well. And then give them instructions to take turn telling their story to the group. And then after the last person finishes, have the group create a life motto based on all of the stories. So a culmination of all four of the stories, and they have to get creative to do that, right? And then when you close the breakout rooms, have a spokesperson from each one of the groups tell the life motto to the the full group. So it's one of those things that... Um, it, it helps build rapport, you know, because they're telling stories. It's interesting. It's very interactive. It's it, it, And activities kind of like this one and the nickname one, the reason why they're so valuable if you have to happen to be teaching or training uh, through Zoom is that it gives people an, an opportunity to kind of interact on Zoom so that they kind of see it's okay to talk. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to to add to the the training session. So it'll make it a whole lot easier if you start off with a with a an activity like this to get people to to be more interactive as the Zoom call goes on. So one that's just a little 
fun, but and it might be a little harder to add in or to mesh with the activity or the, the lesson that you're doing is called quick change or, or you might even call it the, the Zoom disguise icebreaker. So basically you sign the group into breakout rooms. It could be four people, five people, six people, whatever. Uh, and then tell them that they've got five minutes to create disguises that are similar to the rest of their team members. So, um, um, so they're going to need to come up with a team name as well based on the disguises. So give them a couple of minutes to kind of think about how they could all be in disguise in, in less than five minutes, give them a chance to run around their house or office or wherever they're at to, to kind of come up with their disguise and then come up with a team name based on that. Now, obviously you can create your own rules to make this more interactive and make it more funny. But one of the things that adds to the laughs is to have everybody turn off their camera in their breakout room. So what you would do as a facilitator is go into each breakout room, just, Hey, before, when you, when, before you come back or when you come back, uh, make sure you turn your camera off. We're going to reveal the disguises one at a time. Um, and so that way all those disguises are hidden and then, um, and then get the, the teams to direct chat with you and tell you their team names, right? That, so then, as uh, then, then you can re- have the the teams kind of reveal themselves with a countdown. So you could say something like, "Okay, team number one is one in a million. Please turn on your cameras in three, two, one, and then have the whole team kind of op- turn theirs on, and everybody sees the hilarious disguises that they're in, and and everybody laughs. You do that for team number two, team number three, team number four, and and you should hear some pretty good laughs along the way. Um, by the way, if you're, if, uh, if, if uh, you're interested in kind of finding ways to make your training more interactive, um, I actually did a session not too long ago called seven ways to make zoom meetings more interesting. And we cover a lot of different techniques that will help you kind of get people to interact a little bit better as well. But these icebreakers will help make those things work a whole lot easier. So basically, if you want to add some fun to your Zoom training sessions, uh, an appropriate icebreaker activity can kind of do that. Remember, though, that just adding a fun icebreaker isn't going to be enough. <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's not what this is about. Oh, all my meetings are really boring, so I'm just going to add something fun at the beginning. You also have to tie the activity or the icebreaker into the lesson that you're covering or into the meeting itself. Uh, and by the way, this is easy to do with a little forethought. It's tougher to do if you haven't kind of thought about it ahead of time. But for instance, let's say that you're leading a a sales meeting or you're training a group of of salespeople and um, you could start with that nickname icebreaker and then just tie the activity into the lesson. So you could say something like, um, Hey, if you guys have, if you guys have ever watched boxing or, or UFC or mixed martial arts, that kind of stuff, you know, the fighters will always have their nicknames, you know, and, and you know what you never see, you never see guy, the dolphin Higgins, you know, right. Instead, you typically see something a little bit more interesting, like iron Mike Tyson or Quentin rampage Jackson, or, and then what you do is you just insert the, one of the nicknames that came up especially a funny one, you know, especially if it's, if it's one that's really interesting, you just insert one of those nicknames that came up in the, in the activity. Um, if you have confidence, if, if you have, I mean, basically you have to have confidence to sport a nickname like that. Right. So this is, this is what we're here to reinforce today. By the, by the end of this session, I want you to be, um, um, I want, I want you to be worth being called and then give a nickname. 
or, and then give another nickname or, and then give another nickname. Basically. So you're using that as a way to, you're using that activity to tie into the, the, the teaching that you're going to be doing. So if you lead the activity well, and then you tie it in with the, the lesson, then you're, the people that are there will just have an absolute blast. So by the way, if you use one or more of these activities and have a great success, uh, make sure to let me know. Either connect with me on LinkedIn or leave a comment on your podcast app. If you're a trainer and you want more extensive list of the of the icebreakers, um, we've got about, I think we have about 30 or so of these things that we can show you how to do. So just reach out to us at www.fearlesspresentations.com. So we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast, guys. Thanks. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week. 